Hey everyone, Antoinette here. I was very stressed out during this episode and happened to take an edible and that mixed with a bit of dyslexia caused me to call Angel Reese, Angela Reese. And child, I know that lady's name. And it's just another unfortunate around the way curls air. But the sentiment on her situation, I stand by. Ignore Angela. Only acknowledge Angel. Thank you. Do it a little faster. <laughs> you still got it. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And we are Around, Around the, the Way Curls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences, aka tell all our business, and explore both the profound and the profane. Because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Hey, girl. Hey. Hi. Happy Monday. Hey. Happy Easter, heroes. <laughs> Amen. Yes, he did. We for did. us, for our sins. Came back again. God said, you got to die so they can live. Yes. Was that really? Yes. <laughs> yes. Hallelujah. I love it. Sacrifice. There was a I'm meet- very oh. happy, though, that spring is here. On the East Coast, we had two beautiful days that just put a battery in my back to keep going. And that there is warmth on the horizon. I felt really excited about that. I was out. I wasn't really out running the streets, but I was driving around with my top down or my windows open because I don't have a convertible. (laughs) Sorry to confuse everyone. Um, What's been happening? I got to see you guys last weekend, which was really, really nice. Mm -hmm. We all got together. All the squad, everybody, not a person was missing. Jazz, Kayla, Amanda, Shanti, Antoinette, with our powers combined. We are are a mess. Struggling. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was really good. It was beautiful seeing everybody and everybody's just growing and trying and, you know. Flailing? Flailing. (laughs) But for the most part, what I loved... Was the everybody? What's that you were drinking? That looks uh-uh. good. What this, is that? This is okay. Free advertisement. This is a dry rose cider from Trader Jose's. Oh, I got to get that. That looks mm-hmm. cute. It's quite nice. Brandon got me. Yeah, little pink something something. Little individual thing. And I don't even be. I never drink in a house, child. You know what's going on over here. Oh wait, that's alcoholic. Yeah. Oh, I can't get that. It's like a wine. Damn it. She's drinking coolers over there. Okay, watch. This episode is going to be interesting. (laughs) My God. Um, I hung out with you guys the week before. And then this week, I had the pleasure of hanging out with some younger girls. Mm. And I was just so tickled by them and inspired by them. And again, just this... this, it, in in the religion that I was raised in, 
most religions actually, they talk about how association is the most important thing. Like you cannot really dive into and really grow in your spiritual development if you have poor association. You know, birds of a feather flock together. Mm-hmm. And just hanging out with women that are just doing things, just embodied in their bodies, just smart as fuck, just loving, so loving with each other, really affectionate with each other. I was just like, this feels really nice. I left feeling really um, enlivened by both of my little girl hangs. And Hmm. shout out to those lovely ladies. You know who you are. I appreciate you guys. Um, so I, that, that's been really good. Otherwise it's been incredibly busy and I'm holding on for dear life. I'm nearly finished this class. So it's crunch time. Um, and I find like after I put Joe to bed and I'm, you know, put my phone down. I also, I discovered a new app blocker. Fuck Mm -hmm. that shit that I had to pay for. Girl, your iPhone can block the apps for you. That's what the young, beautiful girls taught me. I was like, you are rich in my life. What They're like, setting Girl. is that? Where I is couldn't that? tell you off the top of my head. I, but you just go into like settings and then you go into maybe controls and then you go to apps. I might actually be able to tell you. And then you can pick the app that you want to control. And the iPhone will tell you like, it will prompt you to turn it off. It will shut it down. It will make it go black on your screen. And you have to consciously tap back in and know that you are betraying yourself when you do it. So it's it's been helping. It's been helping. But I've also just been decompressing with, what's her name? Ginny? Ginny and Georgia. Oh, my God. It is my deep, dark secret. Do you know anything about Ginny and Georgia? Nothing. It's a Netflix teeny bopper melodrama. It's about... A biracial girl. It's about her white <laughs> criminal mother. God, Shati. It's about her white criminal mother who Not has a dark past. Spending time with watching biracial angst. And she be, girl, it's like a new Dawson's Creek. Did you get into Dawson's Creek and I like love Party of Dawson Five? Creek. Not Party, Party of Five. Dawson's Creek. Amazing. It's Those the kids same vibe. It's just angsty kids. You know, fucking up. The parents are actually fucking up. There's all these love triangles. It's a small town. There's only three sets that are play over and over throughout the whole show. Mm. The cafe, you know, the house, and then like the cafe and school are the three sets that all this drama. Girl, I am sucked in. <laughs> I'm invested in these people's <laughs> lives. It's, it's like watching it's your a train wreck. Su- new succession. It's nowhere near like succession. It's terrible because it's terrible, but I cannot stop watching. But it's got you in a chokehold, like in a chokehold. Annoying. I started the season back, so I'm coming back for season two. (laughs) You need to just watch the trailer on Netflix and shake your head, just so that you can look at it and be like, Shanti. All right, I'll do that. It's terrible, but I put myself to sleep with that and. I got to stop. It's a problem. But doing okay over here. Holding on. How are you? This week has been, uh, yes, full. Full has the name of this week. I recorded Can't Afford Therapy this week. Two really beautiful episodes that I'm excited for to come out. We're recording again next week. So I need to prep for that. 
Um, work is definitely working. It's picking up. I'll talk more about that maybe on the next episode. And then I just got back today. The reason why I, Shanti said that this episode is going to get interesting is because I had to give myself an edible to calm myself down after going to get my taxes done and having the audacity to owe this government money. And I said, it felt so deflating. I was like, I can't even believe that because I am by no means balling. And it just, it just felt like I was robbed of all my hard work. Like I just, I just felt dis despair. Like what else do you want me to do? Like I can't get ahead. You know, it's just they say we want more. For it's crazy, and it's our it's wars. It's so frustrating. It's so it's so frustrating. So you and I gotta figure something out. I gotta figure something out. You know, single, no mortgage, and no kids. The government hates you. <laughs> they coming for you. Like that's it. And um, you gotta pay. So here we are. Meanwhile, people that make triple, quadruple, pay bajillion nothing. more than you just take to do to do. Yeah. Make it make sense. Um, capitalism. Gotta have somebody. Somebody has to be on the bottom. Um. Anyway, blue. I had a very trying Saturday. <laughs> blue, y'all know blue as my child. Blue is my cat. We've been together. Been her parent for eleven years now. And she's a part of my life. She's a part of my world. She, I is a baby. Shanti has talked about how frustrating she is and baby-like that she is. The crying at night every day, the needing to be rocked to sleep. It's a lot. Y'all, I came home from See The Thing Is live show and I came in the, I come in the door on Friday, washed my face. I actually did take a bath, but it was quick. Jumped in the bed, <sighs> knocked out, rocked. I get up and I'm like, oh, Blue didn't sleep with me. And I'm walking around the house and then I see her litter box and it's clean. I was like, oh, do, do, do. I hear her automatic feeder go off. Well, how do I know it's her feeder? Because I'm my voice is recorded on there and it says, time to eat, Blue. <laughs> time, and it repeats. <laughs> okay. Every time Blue hears that, she comes a running. Running. Fast and furious. Blue did not run. So now I'm like, wait a minute. Where is she at? So I'm looking out under the bed. I'm looking under the couch. I'm tearing the closets apart. I ended up flipping my bed over to ensure that I wasn't losing my mind. Couch too. I'm in the cabinets that are by the floor in the kitchen. I'm I'm losing it. Call Jade. I am in shambles. I'm freaking out crying. Jade is like, oh my God, it's going to be okay. Jade has the brilliant idea. Sorry if you can hear those sirens. Brooklyn. Jade has the brilliant idea to open. She's like, open your door. And maybe, you know, if she got out, maybe she'll come back in. What I'm thinking is that when I came in from See The Thing Is, and she's done this once before, but I heard her and let her back in. She scurries by my feet, excited that I'm home, but then she's locked out because I didn't even recognize that I shut the door with her out there. 
Girl, this cat was not in this house. I was running around the apartment building asking my neighbors, did you see my cat? Weeping. I call Amanda. I'm weeping. I sit down at this table right here, full of despair. And then I realize, what did I realize, Shanti? I plan ahead. This cat has a chip in her. So I hop on the computer, typing in the chip number. I'm going to the service. The chip number's not working, whatever. So then I got to call them. They activate it. And they're like, oh my God, she got so far. I'm like, fuck, where is she? And they're like, my address. And I'm like, oh, you got my old address, please. Like, So I'm like, okay, so she's here. So they're on the phone with me. I'm going around the apartment building again. Door is wide open, mind you. I don't give a fuck. They can take the bike. I need my cat. I come back. I sit down and I finally, I can't find her. And I just say, she's hurt. She's dead. And Blue comes walking out of my motherfucking room. And I was like, (laughs) the way I looked at that cat, I, okay. So then I was like, you are crazy. You're actually insane. But the thing that did make me feel better was that she wasn't in the house because a bunch of the food that was outside was eaten. Yeah, she was just out. She scared. was out, scared. Love and then out. I grabbed her, I picked her up, and she threw up. She was trembling like she was terrified. Oh my God. So that was Saturday morning. Then I'm like, okay, I told the girls I was going to meet them because I had hit Amanda up and was like, I'm not coming. Blue is missing. Everything's canceled. But then I was like, I found her. I'm going to come. I'm getting dressed. Get my shit together. I kiss Blue, make sure her ass is locked in the house, and I'm driving. And I'm on the phone. I'm on FaceTime, actually, with Nana. And I'm like, do-do-do-do-do. And then, all of a sudden, my phone, and I'm like, what the fuck? Must be an Ambler alert. That's so sad. And I click it away without even looking at it. Mind you, folks, I'm driving from Brooklyn to Philadelphia. So at this point, I am in New Jersey. All of a sudden, the sky gets black. The wind is howling (laughs) and rain and hail is pouring a down so hard that I thought my luxury vehicle, shout out to all the Acura drivers, I thought that the windshield was going to burst. Girl, she was in a tornado, girl. Girl, my mother called me and said, where the fuck are you? And I was like, what is going on? She's like, there's a fucking tornado. And she's she's looking at my location, but she can't tell where I am, like in New Jersey. She's like, it's saying it's in New Jersey. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get off. I was like, actually, where is it? Tell, Can you find out what the, where the name of the place is that it's in? Well, that was the exit. So... At this point, I'm like so close to it. I can, you can feel the car shaking and moving. I'm on the turnpike and I'm just like, well, I can't stop, but I also can't drive super fast because one, I can't see and two, my car is moving and you can hydroplane. So you're going slow knowing that like, if this shit comes towards me, it's a, it's a wrap. I, get, I finally tell her, I have. she's crying. I was like, I have to get off the phone. Everything's fine. I need to concentrate and hang up. As soon as I hung up, I'm in tears because I just hung up. I'm thinking to myself, my mom can't be on the phone when and if I die. She can't hear that. Then I'm still driving. You call me. Hey, 
are you all right? <laughs> Sorry. And I don't, I don't think that you knew how scared I was, but I was no. like, remember I kept saying, I need to know where it is. And then you called me and you were like, oh, you're this far from Jasmine's. I was like, no, I need to know where the storm is. I had stopped under a underpass, which apparently you're not, uh, overpass rather, apparently you're not supposed to do that because that is where the winds are the strongest. But then mm. I kept going because it was just like, what if I have to get out of here? You know, like I have to, I don't know. It was just like, what do you do? My sister called me back after the trauma of Blue because she wasn't able to talk to me. And I was back in tears, freaking oh out God. about the storm. And she was just like, oh. wow, you're having a day. She was like, I think that you need to pull over. Because I'm in, you know, like it, it was real. I can't even lie. It was terrifying. By the time I pulled over, I had the alert on my phone and that shit read tornado in area take cover if you are in a moving vehicle seek significant shelter right away like yeah i i've never so that was my saturday and then i saw y'all and i was depleted i'll be honest I, that was probably the most low-key i've been around y'all in a minute because i was just exhausted i was so tired but y'all lift my spirits as you always do child and then the next day I went home, saw my mother, Mom Dukes, the uh, point god, and she teared up after watching LLCU, LSU, Louisiana State University, win the national championship. And we'll talk about that more later. Joe, what a, what a weekend. A storyteller. Joe. Please well, rate, review, and subscribe <laughs> and share <laughs> around the way curls. That those were our updates for this week. Do you have anything for patrons? What if people want to see us, Shanti? If you want to see our podcast in video form, you should definitely consider joining our Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash around the way curls. And Shout out to all the folks that have done just that, have signed up. Shout out to Gloria, Latoya, Marie, Jasmine. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Amanda, Teray, Danielle, I love the spelling of your name. Tamara, 
Constance and Ashley. We are so very grateful and appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's take a break and uh, uh, pay some bills. I hate that so much. Every time I try to make Stop that work. Stop saying it then. <laughs> I don't know why I wanted to work. What other people say it don't sound like that. They be like, we ain't even got to say, say nothing. They we just like, got all I got to do is intro into a damn ad, ad, and then come back. But all right, after say less. these messages, we'll be right back. Boop. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. And we are back. So, you know what? I was wondering what was happening. Something was happening on the internet. Well, all right. I had posted a picture that was provocative. My very good friend, the new black, took a picture of me that Shanti suggested, and we kind of remade the Janet Jackson infamous Rolling Stone cover. So I was getting a lot of Instagram image, just beautiful, fantastic, yeah, gorgeous. Thank you. I was getting a lot of notifications. I don't have notifications turned on on Instagram, so when I log on. They're like, uh, you're inundated with them. But then like a couple days later, it was happening again. I thought, what is going on? Like, what's happening? Come to find out, um, the good people of the Friend Zone podcast, shout out to Fran, Asante, and Dustin, they just said such nice things about me on their podcast and just big me up and were just so supportive and I just was really grateful. And it was it was nice. To, it was just so nice to hear. And so a bunch of those folks came over and as a result came over to Around the Way Curl. So shout out to y'all new listeners. But I realized that I don't think we mentioned this and I would be, we would be remiss that Fran has a new podcast out that she is producing. It is called The Living for We podcast and it is an NPR and Idea Stream Ohio public media podcast and she's been producing it for months now and the series is hosted by Marlene Harris Taylor and it's based on Project Noir Cleveland research done by Work Enlightened and it basically chronicles all of these black women's experiences in Cleveland. Cleveland Hmm. apparently after some kind of study was done by, I forget which university that is, you know, fancy, they studied where black women um, do, where they thrive and where they are basically um, struggling. You said and the, made city, to struggle. the City Lab of Pittsburgh released a study that ranked Cleveland dead last in terms yeah. of livability. Damn, yes. for black women. So, oh, it was the 
Thank you, City Lab of Pittsburgh. So she chronicles these women. And they even had, like, the second episode has Samiria Rice, Tamir Rice's mother, mm-hmm. on there. And it's just beautifully produced. I was listening to it today, like, damn, this is fire. And I feel like that's what Fran's been wanting to do is get from behind the mic and, like, yeah. amplify other people's Yay, voices. Yeah. So work. this is... And this is like a no joke podcast. Like this is NPR. This is serious. So like, shout out to you. This is amazing. You are doing things that are necessary. Our yes, podcast, Brian. Erica Badu. <laughs> <laughs> That's who she is. She like the Erica Badu fairy godmother of podcasts. But y'all should go check that out. Make sure you do. In the same vein, bigging up NPR, whoever is doing the curation and booking for NPR Tiny (laughs) Desk, round of applause. They had Trina. I think it came out this week. Trina has a Tiny Desk. Friday. And I'm just, I just love it. Her band is banging. Her background is banging. She looks good. She sounds good. She's performing her ass off. I said, go ahead. She said, the, uh, the original baddest bitch. I yes. said, oh, Trina, go off. She is, though. She is. That's- and my other favorite was Duran. And mm. I'm obsessed with him. And I need to see him live. And I have it. I saw him live once at the Roots Picnic. And I just, I was working that day. And I actually just stopped working to watch him. And I'm obsessed they dressed up as the Proud Family <laughs> characters <laughs> and just singing his ass off. Just incredibly talented, dynamic person. And I'm just obsessed with him. And I saw uh, a friend of mine. I respect her her taste a lot. She just shared that she's just gotten to the series Beef. And that's with Ali Wong and fucking Stephen Yun. From that was Glenn from um, The Walking Dead. I didn't you know watch that, The Walking Dead. Oh, he is my boo. Did you That's finish my Asian The Walking Dead? Boyfriend. I didn't because when they killed Glenn, I oh, actually. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's old. It's old. I, I apologize. Watch it. I wanted to watch it. You ain't never going to watch that show if we started now. That's like 11 seasons in, also. I apologize. But anyway, it's beef. Is what I just started watching a little bit of it before um, we recorded, and it seems really interesting and exciting. And I'm curious if other folks have started. It's number two on Netflix right now, so it's just fine Asians acting, very good, very excited for it. So I'll update you guys more on on the developments of that <laughs> a growing obsession. Last one for me is that Victoria Monet is just a star. Who is Victoria Monet? Oh my God. I send you some of her stuff. What she She's do? a star. She's a star. Um she, she has a one song. Um da, 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 da. It's your motherfucking moment. You don't know. Give me all of your emotions. Maybe anyway. It's your motherfucking moment. I don't know what the it's your moment or moment, something like that. But that's what she's I don't know what she titled see it. This but child is gifted. She gold. had a, her first headliner performance apparently somewhere in california and the clips were going on all around on the socials of medias and she was dancing her little ass off looking like a star a a star a star 
Really, like I, I'm proud of this girl. I see it for her. If she keeps going, it's gonna be dope. So shout out to her. Go ahead, Victoria. Yeah. Got the folks rooting for you. Really, I'm rooting for her. Politics is usual. <clears throat> Trump was arrested. Oh, Mother. that's so funny to say. <laughs> Former President Trump was arrested. Now. In the indictment, and y'all got to remember I'm high, but in the indictment, it wasn't, it's not just the Stormy Daniels. That's not the only, <clears throat> only case in there. There's another one. I forget. See, this Charged. is why I, sh- I shouldn't have done that. No, I wrote, I wrote notes. Um, Karen, Mc, Karen McDougal, that's another woman who is there basically saying that he paid off. He's paying. He's paying these publishers and not these paying people them off, off to... a lot either. Yeah, and then there's a doorman that alleged that Trump fathered a child so, and then had it aborted. So he's that not was paying never... them off directly. But, but I want to he... just make it real fast. That was never um, verified, though. We don't. We don't know. But go ahead. They're not. He's not like paying them directly. He's basically paying for their stories, so to speak. He's to go paying away. For He's paying for, I can't give an example, but he's paying for, let's say, the Inquirer to purchase the story and then never release it, to debt it. So, like, you know, whatever ties he has, and he did that It's what Logan tried to do on Succession when he was like, can we buy them off when that story was about to come out? Right. Yeah. Um, That's not why I want to talk about this, because we won't hear... I mean, Trump is not due back into, into the courts until i think like september or october meanwhile he's going to be campaigning so i it, this is just going to be an interesting run but i bring this up because y'all's cousin van jones had a take <laughs> did you see this take mm-hmm. i'm gonna play this take for y'all and i'm you know i'm all about restorative justice and i i guess i'm like well if we are all about that, then is Van wrong? Because I ain't trying to hear this from Van right now. But Van is going to Van. He looks sad. Yeah, he looks sad. Uh, he looks like um, uh, the weight of it's hitting him. And, you know, uh, just as a human being, I, I, don't, I, don't take, I don't take joy. I don't like the prison system. I don't like what it does to people. I don't like this process. So I don't take any celebration in seeing... Uh, him looking that way. He looks at now, doesn't mean that he, accountability is not owed. We don't know what he's going to be charged with. There's a, there's a lot more, but at that moment, that is not a conqueror. Uh, that is a, a granddad having a very bad day. Granddad having a very bad day. Very bad. Not very good. Very bad. What are your thoughts, Shanti? Um, this doesn't make me feel any kind of way. I'm not like feeling like that's you know, it doesn't ruffle my feathers that he said that. I was listening to um, the Daily, the New York Times, and similarly, they were talking about um, seeing him in court. They were one of the journalists that were able to go on the court and that he looked defeated and he looked deflated and he looked completely different than this boisterous, pompous, arrogant character that he often displays. And they made note of it as well. Um, maybe they didn't offer as much compassion that Van did, but 
Yeah, he's obviously not the same nigga that was talking that shit before. You can't be if you're in cuffs. And he also, I don't know if it's him taking, he's he's just been humbled. He's just, he's in fucking cuffs. He might be going to jail. Like He was never in cuffs. Oh. I don't feel anything for him. And I'm the compassion. I'd be trying to be compassionate. I don't know you to feel anything, but just noting that like, yeah, he's probably fucked up. Um, I don't care. He might be fucked up in that moment, but he got on his private jet and was just fine and didn't do any jail time or had no cuffs and had the royal treatment and will continue to have the Republican Party in his grips. Um, I do have a problem with Van. <laughs> Van is tricky. I just, Van really tees it up for us to be annoyed with him. I, are you doing your nails? Because I can hear it. Um, but it just, that type of compassion for someone who hates you so much and who would do harm and who has done harm. And then like his family was awful towards Van Jones. They've called him all kinds of stuff, but then he chummied up next to him and had some sort of, I don't know, maybe restorative justice moment. Who knows? But Van, the way that Van is like an emotional support dog to some of the most heinous people, I have a hard time with it. Oh, I don't know nothing about Van. Oh, he's always doing that. I don't, it's I he's don't, he's don't the know. guy that's like. But what if it wasn't Van who was saying that? What if it's just another person making that statement? I would expect it more him? from 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 Fox. I would expect it more from people who want us to feel compassion for him, who are trying to convince us that he's the victim. Trump is not the victim. Like the stuff that he's accused of is really fucked up. The stuff that he's done is fucked up, and like. Maybe if if you note it and your tone is more like, wow, this is to be noted, you know, he is not the same boisterous, da, 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 da. like maybe this has been effective. Maybe there is a change in him. But to be like, this doesn't make me happy. This makes me sad. He looks sad. Well, I don't care. And Van, you got to reel it the fuck in. This is a plea. I saw um Van Lathan reposted it and was like gentle reminder or something like reminder to say me. I know his mentions is <laughs> fucking shambles. So Van, God bless you. You better, maybe, maybe Van is a better person than I am. I don't know, but hush child. At, at the, at, yeah. It depends on your philosophy. I don't know. So, I saw someone repost. Um, what was the character from Django? What was Samuel L. Jackson? Anyway, she said something like on Twitter, um, breaking news, Samuel L. Jackson has said that he based his character in Django off of Van Jones. And then she wrote, that's actually not true, but what if it was? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how I feel. Like, hmm, okay, that's how I see it. But anyway, moving right along. Here we go with more bullshit. Tennessee. Joke. God damn. I know it's Mississippi, goddamn, but Tennessee, what are you doing? Have you been watching this? Have you been... Keeping up with this here? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Tennessee's Republican-controlled House voted Thursday to expel Jones and Justin Pearson, who are both black, for speaking out in turn during a gun control protest in the House chamber the week prior. 
So they're expelling two Democratic legislators. What? Legislators. <laughs> who joined a protest on the House floor after, this is after, a deadly school shooting took place in Nashville. Of course, the protest was around gun control. Um, protesters gathered at the state capitol and the Democratic reps, Justin Jones, Gloria Johnson, and Justin Pearson, led a chant of power to the people from the floor house. This, well, last Thursday, lawmakers voted 72 to 25 to expel Jones um, and... Jones and the tw- and excuse me to expel Jones, who is only 27 and one of the youngest members of the legislature, and then the resolution to expel Johnson failed by one vote. Johnson, mind you, is the the white woman Gloria Johnson, 65 to 30, but Pearson, another black man, 28 years old, was also expelled in a 69 to 26 vote. The GOP majority major majority has accused the representatives of breaking house rules on conduct and decorum. I have another clip. Do you want me to play it? Yes. Or do you want to talk about it? Okay. One moment. Let's talk about expulsion. For years, one of your colleagues who was an admitted child molester sat in this chamber. No expulsion. One member sits in this chamber who was found guilty of domestic violence. No expulsion. We had a former speaker sit in this chamber who is now under federal investigation. No expulsion. We have a member still under federal investigation. No expulsion. We had a member pee in another member's chair in this chamber. No expulsion. In fact, they're in leadership. So there's also a member, oh shit, there's also a member who has basically taken money, you know, from other folks in order to change his vote or inform his vote, to impact his vote, which is like, what? That is, then you can't be in anyone's house. Like what is, we know it happens or we think it happens, but to be found guilty of that and to still have your seat. I'm confused. And all these people did was lead a chant that was power to the people. Okay. What are your thoughts? Um, This really made me upset. This Mm -hmm. made me really sad. This made me feel really like burn, throw it all away. Like Mm. it's just, there's no, the blatant, um, The blatant racism, the blatant hate, the blatant paradoxes, the blatant hypocrisy, the blatant, it's insanity. It's absurd. It doesn't Mm -hmm. make any sense. It made me really sad to see those black men um, fighting to be heard, fighting to be seen. You know, he had a fro, he had a dashiki, just doing their best to be beautiful representations of of blackness, of arguing the absurdity and the insanity and the double standard that was there. It was it was really heartbreaking to me actually. It's mm. not just like this is ridiculous. It's like this is fucking 
you cannot fix this. You cannot fix this. You cannot make sense of it. You cannot, it's not grounded in any type of logic whatsoever in the ways that black people, the ways that um, human life is just discarded a lot of ways or like, yeah, dismissed around these, these illogical laws, these laws that don't really stand on any type of real truth with a capital T. You know what I mean? Like he just said, like you have fucking criminals here that haven't been expelled. And here I am. It just, it just showed, um, yeah, it just made me really sad. It made me really sad and really disheartened and um, disempowered. How disempowered. And, and those men were really trying to like fight for them, their lives, fight, fight to be seen, fighting for the lives of that were lost. Like common sense. There was just a massacre where babies were killed. And I just, it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, it makes perfect sense to me, but it also, that, that that's the logic, that that's what folks are standing 10 toes down in, in, in fear of blackness and fear of righteousness in some ways, in a lot of ways, is just like, yo, this shit it's it's like we have to enjoy our lives and do the best that we can because I don't understand and I do not see redemption in the way, the things that folks get away with in front of the world's eyes. This was like, this was a, um, a, a global discussion. People mm -hmm. from all over the country are seeing this. Seeing these men up there trying to defend themselves and just completely disempowered, just like making like the woman did the same goddamn thing and then she got to stay. It's arguing over what um, over the the voice, how loud they were speaking and what is considered, um, you know, over arguing over these stupid ass semantics. Like I, I was just, my voice wasn't even raised or those niggas didn't even know, excuse me, I shouldn't call them. Those legislators <laughs> didn't even know half the rules. They're like, yo, I didn't even know what was allowed. I didn't even know, you know, I didn't know that this was against the, the, the quote unquote law, or whatever kind of protocols that they have. It's just, there are no protocols. I mean, it's just whatever the fuck they say it is. Yeah. It's whatever fits me. It's whatever serves me. It's whatever. I think it's actually um, lawlessness. It's not, we don't stand by the law. It's actually lawlessness. It's not anything else. I think, um, that you and I are always going to have a different reaction to stuff like this. Uh, I The first thing that I thought was, oh, we have to do something about this. And then I was like, oh, Tennessee. Okay. A state where the Ku Klux Klan was founded. Yep. The fact that that state is now expelling, expelling and silencing black representatives is not surprising at all to me. Okay. And so in my mind, I was thinking like, well, what do they do? Because if something like this happens, you're supposed to 
contact your representative, but these are these are the representatives that this is happening to. So it's like, hmm, tricky. But um, I don't have that answer. I, though, do believe that there is an answer and someone much smarter than me has it. And we ha- we just have to seek that out. But I was inspired by Justin Jones and what he said before the vote. And he said, your overreaction, your flexing of false power has awakened a generation of people who will let you know that your time is up. Inshallah. Tennessee is a, is a tricky state. Um, the fact that they so viscerally don't want to change legislation around guns after those children and those three adults and and that um per and the shooter as well that they all die as a result of these guns being so readily available and a plethora of other reasons it's just very interesting and then of course you have this double standard and shout out to Gloria because at least she held it down and was like oh this has everything to do with the fact that I'm white that I kept my seat I'm curious to know what Gloria is going to do about that moving forward because this is where I'm like, all right, allyship, let's go. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like, let's go. Do the right thing. Um, Let us know what help you need. But like something has to give here, something. Um, But it just goes to show how important, again, I, I think for me it's like, how how important your local elections are, but also that shit is. I don't know how many people live <laughs> in in Tennessee that look like me and you that feel like me and you that how, do they have the votes for this? Like to even get these people out, it's just so convoluted and a hot ass mess. And maybe we should all just go back to the continent. I don't know. Now we got LSU. They won. Shout out to LSU. I watched a game with my mom. I was rooting for them. It was very much a game of like culture versus culture a little bit. (laughs) It's like you've got Caitlin Clark, who is, you know, she's on Iowa's team. She's incredible. She's incredible. Um, And, you know, my mom was like, she's loving it. As I I don't know if everybody knows this, but my parents- white. Yeah, my parents met on the basketball court. And so the basketball is deeply ingrained in my DNA, even though I can't play at all. But Caitlin's white and Angela Reese is is black. Now, this is a black-ass woman. I, I like this girl a lot. <laughs> a lot. She got the hair. She got the lashes. She got the attitude. She got the swag. She's got the way of being. Everything about her. She's from Baltimore, like. Even the way she plays, like it's just she's just this dope ass, beautiful ass black woman. And Caitlin Clark is a dope. I don't wait, it's getting tricky. Caitlin Clark is a very incredibly talented, dope white basketball player who exhibits behavior that would probably be that not probably that is well-respected and accepted by the masses. Even when Caitlin Clark is a little bit braggadocious, does her little, you know, you can't see me shit. She, they're like, wow, she's so confident. She's so empowered. She's wow. Now, Angela Reese beat the brakes off of Caitlin Clark and her team 
And Angela Reese said, I'm going to show you who can't see who. Give me my fucking ring. And followed her around at the end of the game, like, because she wasn't looking at her. Angela Reese got dragged through the motherfucking mud by all the sports pundits. She was called a fucking idiot. And then everybody had an opinion. So, obviously, we know what the double standard is there. Um, so the Caitlyn was doing it in Angela's face? Caitlyn does it all the time. Caitlyn is just that player. She had just done it the last week where she beat Dawn Staley's team. It's another black-ass team. That There was another set of comments made about that team that had racial undertones. Mm-hmm. But Caitlyn is just this swaggy-ass white girl that could play. Caitlyn was even... They interviewed Caitlyn. She was like, yeah, nah, um, Angela Reese, I don't see anything wrong with what she did. We are basketball players. You have the dynamic of black and white because you got to realize the the locker rooms before the game, Iowa was playing high school. What is that called? High school movie? What is it called? That really Girl, white? You know, I know what I'm talking about. It's like some very, very white movie. High school musical. Something like that. And then LSU was playing Boosie and dancing around and <laughs> rowdy and... Getting it in. So you see that and you're like, okay, <laughs> these people yeah. couldn't be more different. You know, yeah, like yeah. yeah, polar opposites. Yeah. So I, then you also have the dynamic around their women. Women should be, they should act a certain way, which right, is right, I right. think why Caitlin doubled down and was like, no, her, she, what I will say, I wanted more from her. I wish she would have said, I do this shit all the time. It's because... <laughs> Um, Angel is black, that it's a problem, but she stuck to women need to be able to like, we're ball players. We need to be able to talk trash. It's a part of the game. So she fell short there. What? I'm sorry. I'm not going to harp on this much longer. I'm just trying to understand because I didn't watch the show. I don't understand. I haven't seen this play out. You said the show? (laughs) Is that what you just said? I didn't watch the the, the series. (laughs) The game? (laughs) This is why I I'm bringing sports. I be wanting to talk ah, about sports sometimes, and I cannot. Girl, I don't know what you're talking but, about. Caitlyn is doing it in the face of other players, like yeah, like Caitlin's you talking doing shit she, to each other, she or she's shit. doing she flat, it in her own. You're not. Yes, yeah, she's per, doing it in the face of other players. You're not going to say this, but she so flags it's the same somebody. Energy. Yes, exactly. Okay. Wow. The big the thing about this though is while this is in politics, well, that's very much related to politics. I also want to add that Jill asked Biden. Hopped on somewhere. I forget where she was, but she spoke out of turn because I'm sure the White House was like, girl, shut up. But she she spoke out of turn. I was like, you know what? They played such a good game. I think LSU and Iowa should come to the White House. I'm going to talk to Joe about that. Girl, what? Jill. And listen, girl, I don't know who's advising you. But that's just such a bad look that this black ass team beats the break off of this white team. But both both girls mm-hmm. should come. Mm-hmm. What? That's a part of the winnings. Is mm-hmm. that you go to the White House? Even Caitlyn and her team was like, "No, we didn't do what we needed to mm-hmm. do to get there. We should not be invited." Mm-hmm. Something that that's pe- why everybody was mad at Jill. Yes, but something that's missing from this conversation. I think is, I don't even know. Yes, a big part, a chunk of it is the black and white, you know, unsportsmanlike versus sportsmanlike conduct. What's what, you know, this country deems as appropriate and respectable 
And that changes depends on what body you're in. But she's also pandering to voters in Iowa. Like, I, no one talked about this. I was like, y'all don't mm-hmm. see what she's doing? Like, she get ready for this next election, and she thought she was holding Joseph Robinette down. She sent him back. I said, Iowa. Jill. What does Iowa have to do with anything? That's where the girls, the white girls are. Yes. Team is. Okay. Yes. We're, We're done with this conversation because <laughs> this is silly. Next up. <laughs> Go ahead. Talk Jill. about talk about our our husband. Our, well, our ex. Well, I don't know what he is at this time. Girl. So. This is just a follow-up on our last conversation now. It's, it's really not looking good. Antoinette said this is kind of old now. <laughs> I That's think sorry. this is very important. His The texts were released from his partner after she got out the hospital. For those of you who haven't heard about them, it should not have ever been released because this is not making Jonathan look like... It's not putting him in the good light at all. Mm-hmm. It's reading abuse syndrome real bad real real bad to the point of i don't know if i would believe anything other than what had happened had happened but you mean what she's saying happened what she's saying man yeah i don't know i take that back i don't know i don't know she recanted so she says this is her text to jonathan that the lord jonathan's major done released to the public to prove his innocence his lawyer who is his lawyer who got that shit on groupon the fuck i don't know i was i read this like your lawyer gotta be a man but i would think you would get a woman lawyer if you're accused of strangulation and harassment of a Damn, white you woman say that it makes me feel sad. it's awful okay Please let me please let me know you're okay when you get this. They reassured me that you won't be charged. They said they had to arrest you as protocol when they saw the injuries on me. And they knew we had a fight. What? I'm so angry that they did. And I'm sorry you're in this position. We'll make sure nothing happens about this. I told them it was my fault for trying to grab your phone. I only just got out of hospital. Call me when you're out. I love you. They listen. Wait, he no responds. No, he does respond. Oh, this is that's not him? This is inaccurate. No, he responds. It's not It's not in this text, but I remember it. And he said, did you leave the keys? That was his response. For real? And they blacked out like whatever name or ex, ex, whatever curse word was there. Why did I not know the fancy word for curse word? Expletive. Expletive. <laughs> oh, man. The edible. Keep going. Then she goes on to write, they just called again to check on me and I reiterated how this is not an attack and they do not have my blessings on any charges being placed. I read the paper they gave me about strangulation and said point blank, this did not occur and should be removed immediately. The judge is definitely going to be told this. She ensured this to me. I know you you have the best team and there's nothing to worry about. I just want you to know what I'm doing. All that I can on my end. I also said to tell the judge to know that the origin of the call was to do with me collapsing and passing out and your worry as my partner due to our communication prior. Out of care. She promised all will be relayed. Now, I've actually been getting a lot of, um, a lot of, the biggest thing for me in this that just does not add up is this man from the country even if the white girl was acting crazy, let's let's say we go by what she said. 
She's acting crazy, wilding out, having an emotional breakdown. What black man do you know Mm-mm, is going to call that. the cops? You can't do that. I can't do what? I don't know. I don't think you can do that. What black? I'm asking you specifically. What black men? I know that black men know that call the cop. That, that call would the call the cops on. That's knowing that there was goes. maybe some type of altercation I think, that would call the cops. I think what they're saying is that she collapsed, that she passed out. And so he called 911. Not the, like, when you call, when there's an emergency, you call 911 and police respond. Oh, they said that she was having an emergency. What I heard was that she was having an emotional breakdown and then he called the cops. She collapsed. Because of her emotional breakdown? I don't know why, but apparently there was reports that she had collapsed and he was actually the person that called because she... That, that Look, makes she more sense. she said it. You ain't, you ain't even listening. That makes more Wait, sense. Wait, let me finish. Than- she says, the origin of the call was to do with me collapsing and passing out and your worry as my partner due to our communication prior. So that's why I'm saying don't do that. A black man will call the, call 911 if someone well, if that, passes out. If she out, ca- ca- passes out, but if they're having an argument, I don't no. know. I don't know many a black men that will call out his girls wilding out. No. Or having an emotional whatever they referenced it as being. Anyway, that the thing that really? after me reading it, it's that first message the second message i'm like "Mm, interesting that first message man i've sent messages like that to people who were absolutely abusive towards me begging them begging them not to be angry with me to know i'm doing you know i'm putting it on yourself it's my fault this happened it's you know protecting you it wasn't you first priority is to protect that person it sounds whatever it is seems to be a very toxic hate that word, a very codependent relationship. I mean, maybe it's, um, maybe it's, if it's all by legality, it supports their case that they're saying, and she's reinforcing it by word by word, you know? Yes. It could be. In the court of public opinion, this did not play over well. This was like, if you wanted Disney and Marvel not to second guess, Keeping you as their lead, this was not what you wanted to put out. out. They ain't take them out, so it's quiet now. Maybe it'll come out and like it's quiet fall. now because I think they're tr- everybody's trying to figure it out. Nobody still really knows what happened. But if if this is what was supposed to help, because the court of public opinion at this point, that's one of the most important ones for him, because that dis- they don't fucking play. You got to be clean. If you black, because I'm pretty sure it's, I think there, I don't even remember the guy's name. I think he hit his wife and kept his shit, but I don't know if he was, I think he was in Disney stuff. Need a producer. But even Michael B. Jordan, when he was promoting some more of the, uh, the fighting movie, he ain't Creed. He ain't show a scene with With Jonathan Majors. He had pr- promotions to do. I didn't see him still promoting that after this happened. I saw some things that he put out. Maybe you know how Instagram, you'll see shit from two days later. Yeah. So maybe it was later. I haven't was later, seen him do but... anything. Listen, well, the, the court of public opinion is important and we'll see what it, happens. I, I'm split. very interested in why we haven't seen this video. I, it's most likely because they can't release it or that there's stuff on there that won't make him look good. 
Um, I don't think that if it's still being reviewed, they're not allowed to release they're it. But I, we don't know what's still being reviewed or it's being suppressed. Who knows? But their law- the lawyer's statement said there was a video that could prove mm-hmm. this. So you would think they would want to put it out. Or they're Child. just using that statement as, you know, well, a way to listen. TBT. It's sad all the way. You TBD. can keep going if you want to. I'm very excited about this. This came out a couple days ago. The Barbie movie trailer came out. I thought it was only going to be about Issa Rae as Barbie because that was the person I saw release it. And I was like, wow, these black women really are everywhere. They're really replacing all of the white icons. My phone. Oh. Look at this. It's one member sits in the. He was. Go ahead. It was possessed. <laughs> Doing his thing. Anyway, it's starting, starring Margot Robbie, the god Ryan Gosling. Have you seen this trailer? Mm-mm. He's you Ken? You have it? I yes. saw Issa Rae. Um, I saw... No, uh, Chanti, I don't be having time to watch nothing. It's I saw on Instagram, Issa... girl. You be on well, Instagram now? It... I, I'm like in my DMs to like respond to friends and you and then I'm I'm, I'm telling you I ain't even been scrolling that much. Well, you need to go look at this. I you may not the, what I saw I realized, a picture still of Issa and it, but I thought everybody's doing this Barbie background now, so I didn't realize she was actually in the movie. No, it's because which is very great marketing for them. But I in in noticing how hype I was for this trailer, I realized how much I love Barbie. And how instrumental Barbie was in my life. Barbie was my first sex ed class. That's what I want to know. Like, <laughs> growing growing up, my mom and dad had a house cleaning business. And I would go clean houses with them. And my job was to spray windows and glass. And then I would get paid. And so my dad would give me $7 every job. And my the reason that I really wanted to work and I was like, yo, I was showing up was because right afterwards we go down to KB Toys at the gallery mm. and he would take me to the Barbie section. First it was trolls, but then as I matured into a young girl, <laughs> it was Barbie and it was Barbie clothes had me in a choke hole. My Barbie mm. was styling and I was obsessed with them. I had a van. I had a house. I had all this, my my Barbie house was very detailed. It had pillows. It had fake plants. Oh. Barbie was life to me. Like I and, would have never fucking oh guessed my this God. from you, I ever. I loved it. I loved it. And I, you know, you really learn a lot about your friends when you play Barbie with them, right? Because like <laughs> the scenarios and the relationship dynamics showed up. So my Barbie was definitely... Like Did you have a black Barbie or a white Barbie? Oh, I had... She was... Po- my favorite was a Pocahontas. She was native. She was a Native American. Of course. <laughs> of course. Y'all, she wasn't Shanti Indian. Wanna be she wasn't Amer- Indian. She was Native American. You want to be Native gorgeous. American or Indian. You go back and forth. You like, I sometimes I really it. know what Indian is, and then sometimes I'm just raggedy I, and Native I, American to be Indian. She was... I didn't have a white one, though. She wasn't the star, at least. She was in the cast, but my star <laughs> was the Native... A black Ken. Oh. A black, uh, another black girl. And then they had kids. They had like a little kid and they had a baby. My my fucking Barbies had a car seat. You don't understand. <laughs> my, fucking car, my fucking Barbie had the door, a van that you slid open. 
Wow. I I have Barbies and I did have a Barbie dollhouse once and a convertible, but I didn't mm-hmm. have all of the details. No, Barbie at was all. life. It was life for me. But when I would play so they had like a really healthy life, you know. The man wasn't necessarily the dynamic between Barbie and, and the man wasn't You're killing what I right focused now. on. I focused mostly on the care of the kids and the friendship and her uh-huh. fucking gear. Like I said, it was all about dressing her and doing her hair. And that took up hours. But then your friends would come and then they'd be wanting to like make them have sex. Like Ooh, they would introduce. Your friends would do that? You would. I would just notice. I would notice the the relationship dynamics would change. Like you, I would learn a lot about my friends by playing Barbies. Because I'm like, yo, I'm just trying to do hair and you know feed my kid and put him in the car seat and go shopping and they're like no because this person stole my like oh they were doing relationship they was drama would come they it was would become this toxic oh, we weren't that old it's now I'm talking oh. like nine and seven eight nine apologies but a lot of a lot of shit would come up like oh your family life are you watching TV or like are you watching TV? Like what the fuck? That's so funny because I know you didn't have a TV. So you're like, you must be watching that TV now. My sister would be the one too. Actually, it was my sister. It wasn't my friends. My sister would come in with this with sex and stuff. And I'd be like, girl, what? Barbie and Ken are doing that? We taking off their clothes. Like, what? Oh <laughs> fucking But hilarious. that you learn a lot about your friends and life. So did you have toxic relationships with your Barbies? No, my Barbies were in love and they would just, they, uh, I would be alone, mind you. And if my sister came in, I'm playing Barbie and they're having sex, I would throw the dolls. Like, (laughs) I don't want anybody to know. (laughs) Like, what? No. That is a signature move. (laughs) You just be like, ting, they gone. And then you just hear this thump and she just looking at me like, bitch, I know what you're doing. Fuck out of here. Listen, the discovery. Me and my sister shared a room like my whole life. So, child, no, we weren't. I wasn't. And I didn't have friends come over and play with Barbies. If friends came over, we had to go outside. Parents didn't no, play that. It was like, well, I was like, was playing Barbies, boy. Wow, Barbie, huh? Barbie was, yeah, and I didn't, so, I didn't spend a lot of time doing my Barbies hair. I didn't do a lot of Barbie stuff. I was more like, I had them, and they were cool. But I was more. I was outside ripping and running. I was that kid. No, even I in the Barbie, snow, I would rip and, and run too. But Barbie was. I guess maybe because I was the only child. Yeah, and maybe I, think I wasn't so. outside. That that's why. Yeah, it was found. It was it was a big deal. And I'm I saw. I saw how you were talking. I about am. It. When I saw this fucking trailer, I was. Like, <laughs> I'm so excited for you to see it, sis. I was trying I, to get Joe to be hype about it too. She was like, no. Yeah. Really, Jojo, Jojo, I, that's why I think it's not for it's for our generation. It has to be. Yeah, I don't think I don't know that these kids like Barbie. Maybe I don't have kids. No, Jojo doesn't care for Barbie. She tries. Noah has not. Barbies. Noah has a whole dream house. See, it's with an elevator, kids. it's ridiculous. Yes, I was jealous of the elevator. Like, <laughs> All right, we, we're, can we move on, please? <laughs> One time. That's it. That's it for this episode. No, I have one, bitch. Oh, what else are you saying? <laughs> one, the Marcus Houston one. I got to pull that up because this is just silly at this point. Um, Are you aware of Marcus Houston? Do you know who that is? Yeah. 
I'm trying to tee up this. I saw this. I watched the clip too. You watched the clip. Mm-hmm. All right, I got. I'm gonna play the clip. Monty, I'm searching you got for a the lot clip. Of clips, queen. I know. I'm gonna hate it. Hold on. I, I really need to buy the other YouTube. Me and my wife's situation is a little different. You know how we met. You know through mutual friends and everything like that. You know when I met my wife, she was 17. We had no really conversation and no really connection until. You know, she was of age and, you know, people don't understand it. And I got a lot of, of course, I got a lot of backlash for marrying someone that was 19. When we did finally start to talk, I was like, this woman is like me. For one, we had a spiritual connection. And I feel like that's the most important thing. We both love God. We both love Jehovah. That was key. And I'm done. Y'all must defy I and I. It's like, don't even put no disrespect on Jazz name like that. Listen, they always got to bring God into it. Make it they, all right. When they do it, something tricky. It's always spiritually connected. And then did you how many, did you, what? Did you hear mm. how many times he said, you know, in them first, that first 10 no, seconds nigga, where he's No, we do not know. You know? You nervous? You, you know, right? I, right. You all right, Marcus? And then he said, you know, we didn't even talk to each other. when we. Or no, he said, when we finally started talking to each other. When she had turned 18 on the dot. Boy. Boy. And you 37. Boy. No. Marcus. She's beautiful. What does that have to do with the fact that this She's man a beautiful woman. was I know grooming he was her? Out. He was, he was, child. They're still married and they have a child together now, right? They're still together? Yes. But what do you think about that? Seriously. They... <sighs> Like, what? She was 17 when they met. She is now 20. How old is Marcus Houston? This yeah, Negro was is almost 40. He was, was 37, he, I think, when they when they got together. 17 or when he met. Difference? Eight, Listen, 19? you have a daughter. Jolie ah, called to you talking ah, about <laughs> at 17, and then 18 hits, and she dating some almost 40-year-old. And they get married and have a kid. I don't like it. <laughs> like what? What is the cutoff? No, the, I understand the, that people are... Go ahead. You finish because I can't. The cutoff? Like what? I mean, the cons- the biggest concern is that she's... Yes, yeah, she's a little... She's she's just... She's, Her brain's not fully she's formed a baby. yet. She'll need to be getting married, having kids. What in the Mormon tradition? Is that Jehovah's Witness? Stop bringing them up. They are Jehovah's Witness, but stop being... I don't... The last episode you went in on Mormons, stop. The modern day... In the modern day, that don't make no goddamn sense. Back in the day, there's something about it that feels familiar and feels like, oh, we've heard this story before. It's It's almost biblical. It's almost like, oh, we know this. This is predatory as fuck, Shanti. I'm saying... No, what I'm saying... This story has been repeated and has been known has been acceptable for many, 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 many years in terms of like the social acceptance of an older man taking on a young woman, marrying her young. Of course, now we're understanding the consequences of it. We're understanding the grooming part. I think that's the most important part of it that that goes into it of him talking to her when she's 17 I don't know. Where is the girl's family? Where where are the oh, people? Oh, girl, that's a whole other story. Where are Apparently, the people? 
they alarmed think, in protecting her. No, you gotta, they think like, this girl, listen, they think that this girl is some girl that ran away from home. What? Yes, it's a whole thing. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Oh, then that, this is terrible. Yes. This is a grooming predatory situation. I mean, even if her family gave it its blessings, listen, it reminds me of Aaliyah, which, you know, listen, we ain't that. blink an eye at years ago. We were just like, oh, that's what niggas do. Makes sense. Something don't feel right about it. You you bring it up. As long as she's okay with it. You bring it up with J and B. It's not What's the same at difference? all. Is it? only 10, 11 years. Is it not the same at all? 10 the years is he different was in from that 20. Girl's mind, still, the way he was grooming her and in her mind. This is a hot take. Jay groomed Beyonce, huh? I think he did. And then Damn. she grew older than him and was like, nigga, you my fucking son. I run party. this shit. I'll tell you what to do. Do you think or that's rather. happening? No, I think that she's she probably matured mm-hmm. beyond him. No, she's probably not telling him what to do, but her terms are like, wait a minute, her waking up, her realizing the inequity that they had in their relationship, the power, what she was giving up. Interesting. Whatever the fuck uh, the poet has said for Beyonce, I think she had her, she realized like, oh. The poet? What's her name? I forgot her name. My girl. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Warshan Shire. Warshan Shire spoke for Beyonce. She was like, wait a minute. Something ain't right. But I'll never forget hearing that the Watch Me Check Up On It video, <laughs> whatever the rapper's name was, Jay-Z called at the pro- for the production of the, of the, the music video and said he can only be on set for his time for his recording and then he has to go he can't be there to see her doing her thing and we don't know how many times is he that, had that is type that verified yeah what's his, the nigga said it who said it the rapper Slim said thug? it yeah Slim Slim the rapper <laughs> <laughs> sean paul it was a similar dynamic with sean paul as well Jay-Z sean paul like, said that mm-hmm. he was like where he say that where he had said that at girl you look it up and google it i, I don't have the g- source on me he they said did. it like you heard him say it or it was like allegedly and you read it. I didn't hear him say it. I can't remember the medium, which I, I don't remember the medium, which I heard it with Slim Thug. I just remember him saying like, the way I, I, would, I had to just record and go. Like there was no space or there was no way that I was going to be rubbing up, seeing her, watching her perform, you know. Taking up her time and her energy. It was clear, like, this is business, in and out, do what so you got to do. So that had to do with Jay? Jay was the one that was making these decisions, saying, like, he has to go. He specifically said that Jay-Z requested that he only be on set for his time and that he bounced afterwards. Wow. And that's it. If this is true, this should be... You don't think Jay-Z is capable of that? He even said it on the phone. What did he say on his song? You're my girl, don't embarrass me. Some misogynist shit like that. that. He said, said, wait, Shanti, he said that he said that at her 21st birthday. That was quite some time ago. 21, 20. First of all, that was on the album where he's talking about but I know things that he did wrong. Yeah. So it it can't, it's not that far from him being like, this is my girl, stay away. If this is true, this should get you hope. All right. Maybe there's hope yet because the way I stand for J&B and their relationship and will protect it by any means necessary, I don't know. 
It's okay with What's, Jay. It's not okay hope? with Marcus. There's the... There, <laughs> there is <Yeah>. me. <laughs> right there. No, it's, I don't think... It, what Jay did is not okay. Maybe the outcome is just different. But we don't well, know what the outcome is. Marcus uh, and them married? They Marcus. happily married? We, ain't, we don't we, hear no we drama? We got to get them a little more time. They've been together two years. Let's see. I want this little girl to be okay. And I hope that she is. Seriously. Um... But I also, you know, other things happened in Marcus Houston's life. That whole IMX, that whole world was fucked up. So who knows? That he might have been groomed. I, this is all sad. Oh wow. Usher was groomed. Y'all, we've been we watching the YouTube videos. <laughs> we've been watching the YouTube videos, okay? <laughs> no, we Usher. up on the grooming of the black Kings. musicians, P. Diddy. <laughs> Diddy Is was definitely. Usher was living with Diddy at like 14, 15, I think. Michael Jackson was groomed. Michael Jackson was oh, exposed yeah. to shit that he should have never seen. Oh, yeah. Child. All right, well, protect your kids, protect your talented beings. And yeah, I don't know how to end this episode. <laughs> Do you have a good way? For more uplifting and. <laughs> <laughs> conscious this was that was a conscious ending oh, I think it was. I know mm. for more conscious conspiracy <laughs> theories you may want to go on YouTube to deepen and clarify some of these theories <laughs> there is no proof but allegedly we do allegedly we are not <laughs> please don't sue us you just gotta throw it. Mandy always says you just gotta throw allegedly in there and you good you can say whatever you want or be a or be a comedy podcast. Then you really can say whatever you want. I don't know if we fit that. We're under personal journals right now. It's so corny. Personal journals? Yeah, that's our that's our genre. Dear diary. And we chart on that genre. That's why we over there. I was like, comedy too big. <laughs> it's a large pond. I'm gonna go seek a smaller pond and try to be the big fish there for a little bit. See what happens. For more business strategies, you also <laughs> can stay on this podcast as well. I love you. What's the name of this job? We'll figure it out. I don't know, but we'll see y'all next week. Thank you for listening. Bye. You have just heard an Aroundaway Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATWCurls and Instagram at Aroundaway Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good.